down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just like no bandit run. Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name is Harvey. I'm Thomas. I'm Steve. All right. <laughs> I'm so used to like that beat because uh, you know we're missing a person this week. We're not. We are missing a person, but we, but we yeah, replaced we got, it with another person. Yeah, so we got we got another person here. But I'm so used to that beat where it's just like one and then I go. Should we introduce the other person that's here? I mean, do I really need an introduction? Uh, uh, <laughs> we introduce ourselves, and we're on every episode. Yeah, like just in case you guys forgot who we are, this is okay. us. Yeah, Tappy's joining us today. Hi, guys. She's was this your second or third time on? This is our tenth. Third. third I think time it's third. On. Yeah, it's yeah, my third, third time, time on. Yeah. Welcome back. I can't Thanks, count, guys. Thank okay. you. Man. Well, uh, yeah, we've got a review today. We're reviewing uh, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. It's directed by Brian Singer. Uh, written by Anthony McCartan, starring our boy uh, Rami Malek. It's going to be very interesting. We also have a topic today. We're going to talk about uh, other famous musicians that we think should uh, have a have a biopic, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, feel like not all musicians could have a biopic. But we're going to explain why, who we pick, and whatnot. Yeah, I imagine some people's lives are just very boring, like the more humble musicians, and it's just them yeah, like, uh, eating cereal every day. Dude, like, <laughs> That's what I was trying to think. Like, I wonder if they could just make a biopic of just someone just sitting there, just like living a you know, very you know, simple having this life. Conversation. You know, yeah. Imagine, imagine we did a biopic on like the other members of Queen that didn't have that flashy of like a. No, lifestyle. I mean Brian, the guitarist, had a, he had a very poor upbringing, and his his dad made and him made the guitar that oh, he really? used. Oh, so I didn't his, know this. yeah. So he he has a very interesting childhood. It's great, damn, <laughs> could be interesting. I was I was saying anyways. that. Um, Bruce Springsteen is my favorite. You know, I love yeah. that guy. But like, yeah, I don't see him having a biopic. He'll be his movie would be like Patterson. Yeah, <laughs> just be too pure. <laughs> too pure. Jersey. All right. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that later on. Before we get started, um, let's talk about our weeks. I think Tappy should go first, and she's uh, guesting mm-hmm. today. Oh. How was your week, Tappy? Uh, you know, I always thought about what I would say every single time you guys ask me this question. <laughs> <laughs> This sounds kind of sad, actually. Yeah. No one ever asked you how your day was or your week yeah, like, was. Like, just like, she's like, she's waiting someone, for this shit. Like, I always wish glad. someone asked me about my life. <laughs> I mean, Whoops. no, I mean, like. I what are you doing at home? I don't, I don't do shit at home, guys. Like, I'm, no, my week was good. I had um, my best friend just moved here. So I've been preoccupied helping her settle in. But other than that, I've been chilling. I saw you guys last night had a. I get together for her for I guess kind of like a welcome to New York thing. Yeah, welcome, welcome to New York. Welcome to hell. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was fun. How was your week, Steve? Uh, very interesting. Uh, last I don't know if you guys noticed. I don't think anyone did notice, but I wasn't here last week. I was very sad. No one noticed. No one noticed <laughs> at all. I think they noticed um, because they were wondering why. Uh. So, uh, it was a very busy week, the mm-hmm. last two weeks, uh, mm-hmm. working on a lot of projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pulled a 20-hour day on a Friday. It's pretty pretty rough on my But we don't record soul. on Friday, so. Regardless. Uh, Jesus, very, the interrogation. It was a very hard week. A lot of, uh, a lot of projects coming through and a lot of uh, work that needs to be done. So, I needed a, a day to rest. And also, you know, it took a lot of, uh, in the words of Sean, it took a lot of L's. 
last week in terms of uh, losing my phone. So that was like a fiasco and a half. So yeah, it's just doesn't mean the podcast. T- listen, has man, to take it was just too. You know, when I woke up, I'm like, man, this is uh, this is rough, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't just jump on the show and just be happy right now. I'm like, yeah. So uh, yeah, that that was my last two weeks. A lot Excuses. of projects. Uh, if you guys are interested in sports, uh, because I know we're we're big jocks here. <laughs> I saw uh, the Houston Rocketeers practice. You guys familiar? The Rocketeers. The Rock- Who's the Rocketeers? I don't think they're called the Rocketeers. The Houston Rockets. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you knew they wanted to fucking call the Rocketeers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw them practice. That was pretty exciting. Uh, I'm not really, uh, you know, I recognized one of the players. I was just like, oh, I seen that guy on TV. The beard. Yeah, uh, James Harden. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Is he called the beard? Well, he's just a, Is that like the nickname yeah, everyone gives. Oh, he's, okay. He's become like synonymous with just. Because of the giant beard on his face. Honestly, gotcha. if I could grow a beard like that, I would like to, uh, but I can't. Is that what you're doing now? I see uh, the scruff. It's a scruff. I'm going to be honest. This is going to be here for maybe another month, and it's literally going to be at this level. Like mm-hmm. I won't mm-hmm. get to Thomas or Harvey's levels anytime soon. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, well, you know, a man could dream. Maybe yeah. one day. That's a weird dream. Hey, big or small, yeah. I take him where I can get him. What's going on with, with you, Shama? How was your week? Oh, my week was good. Just working, 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 doing things. Um, yeah? Just the freelance life is, is very interesting. It's just kind of, you're just kind of being pulled around in different directions, never knowing what you're going to do next. You you make it sound so romantic. It's like, it's not even funny. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, there's a <laughs> romantic element of it. I mean, it's, it's interesting. You like, get pulled to town, to town. Because there's, there's something like really heart-wrenching about having to do the same thing every single day, and I think doing the freelance thing is the exact opposite feeling of that but however you know sometimes it's the grass is always greener thing you know yeah when when you're when you're freelancing it gets crazy and you kind of wish you had a structured life when you have a structured life you feel bored and, and stuck and you wish things were a little bit more varied oh that's getting more yeah like, life's pretty <laughs> know, some, somehow you gotta land in the middle yeah well other than that i just uh Watched a movie or two, maybe not. Did not pull a, a continuation of my last week where I attempted to watch one per day. I gave that up quick. It's exhausting. It is fucking hard, man. Some people just do it. Like some people are like, "Oh, it's bedtime. Time to put on a movie." Like I can't. I can't do, do it. that because yeah. I mean, I can if the movie's interesting enough. Uh, like if it can really pull me in within that first twenty minutes. But you know, I, I know, I know myself. I'm yeah, but how do you even asleep. like muster up? to put it on like first of there's, all no there's an attempt like obviously there's like you know you go in with a good mindset like yo i'm gonna watch the, the shit out of this movie right now it just <laughs> i don't like watching like 10 minutes in my thing is like um i'm more inclined to watch bad movies in a theater than i am to watch them at home because i'm there at the theater i'm committed i can watch bad movies anywhere Nah, man at home it's just like all right i think at uh, the theater is worse i think honestly the theater is worse for me just because, like, you actually have to go there, and if you already have yeah, that but once you're there, well, first of all, you don't know exactly how bad it well, is. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, it, there's different levels to it. But if you see a trailer like skyscraper, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I kind of went in with a negative attitude. I don't know if you could tell. Right. <laughs> I think yeah. we all do. I'm sure you were pleasantly surprised because it was so good. <laughs> um, no, but what I'm saying it's like skyscraper. Like, that's not a good example. There are movies that I just wouldn't finish at home. I would shut them off. And, Go do something else. Yeah. 
at the theater though. You're I'm forced in. I'm very rare that I want to leave a theater. I think the last time I wanted to leave was what uh, movie was that? I remember you were Little Stranger. You. Oh yeah. <laughs> Man, I was like, I don't know if this is worth it, guys. Like, I I don't want to walk out of a movie, but like, there there's a line to be drawn, right? Like, how I'm a man ab- of principle. How much abuse can you take <laughs> before you have to walk out? <laughs> Jesus, I just like someone else. I I listened to uh, describe that movie pretty well. He said, uh, like, I can't imagine a scenario where you would want where you should recommend this movie to anybody. And then he he was like, Oh wait, yeah, I know. If you had, like, a little bit of time left to live, like a couple hours left to live, and you wanted it to last as long as possible, just watch that movie. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> disrespectful. Very disrespectful. But very accurate. Uh, fuck that movie. <laughs> That's it for my week. What about you, Harvey? I like the ending. Just, like, fuck that movie. <laughs> it hurt, dude. It hurt. Harvey, you didn't watch that, right? No, Harvey did, and he actually uh, was fond of it. Yeah, I like Little Stranger. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was really fond of it. I didn't watch What's it. What's wrong with you? Mm, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. That's how I spent my <laughs> week, actually. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with me. Um, same old stuff. I worked. I worked with some uh, voice actors this week, was which was kind of fun. It was a little bit different from the normal day to day. Can you? Did you let them hear the tracks that you laid down? Get some points. They haven't heard. No, they haven't heard my stuff. I, okay. I, I, I just I, thought I definitely may- wouldn't want them to hear it either. But maybe they listen and they're like, "Dude, like, stop." Stop right now. This is the best step thing. They want you to join their troop. Troop? A troop? I don't think yeah, voice like- actors have a troop. What are you talking about? They all they all go walk around in troops. This is like, we, we need Do they you. have uniforms? Yeah, just doing they, hear the deep, they hear that deep, deep bass, and I was like, yeah, we're going to need that. Nah, uh, they didn't hear any of my stuff, and I don't think they're going to. Um, I'm going to leave that shit. Keeping that hidden. Um, but not too much. Pretty boring week for the most part, other than that. Um... Yeah. You guys want to talk movies? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I believe you lost the game. Who lost the game? You. I don't know no, about no, that. No, he did not lose the game. I don't know about that. <laughs> did Sean lose the game? I think Sean lost the game. I wasn't even, yeah, I wasn't even here and I know Sean lost. Wait, really? Yeah. No, nah, I lost actually. Yeah, I was it was hard, right? I was <laughs> I had to think. I was like, I could have probably. Like, he was tripping prob- out. He's like, <laughs> like, oh shit. No, no, really? I was, I was not gonna let that go because I could have. But then you would have wasted that movie, Harvey. You would have watched it for no reason. I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if I hadn't watched it, yeah. probably could have pinned it on Sean. Yeah. I think he would have. I'm not that dumb. Relax, okay. I would have figured. I don't it know. Out. The wheels were turning in your head. It's recorded proof. I mean, <laughs> I forgot about that. We do record all these conversations. That all right, hard audio. Why don't you let us know what uh. What you were succumbed to? All right, I watched uh, Convoy, some some uh, white person movie you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> I keep don't ba- worry. All right, so just a disclaimer. Don't worry, he. I, I watched something not, similar. I have right. not watched this yeah. movie in a long time. It may not hold up. Okay. Yo, what is this? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it has Chris Christopherson in it. Uh, a couple uh, notable people: Burt Young, uh, Paulie from uh, Rocky, Alec McGraw, whom I actually like. Um, she was in like the getaway and shit and like a couple other Steve, Steve McQueen movies. Um, yeah, several other people. Uh, I guess I'll read the synopsis since yeah. many people might not know what this is about. Truckers form a mile long convoy in support of a trucker's vendetta with an abusive sheriff based on the country song of the same name by C.W. McCall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. My inner white. So people. Chris Christopherson so plays a, um, a truck driver that goes by the 
what do they call it? The handle, like the CB handle? CB handle, yeah. Uh, rubber duck. The rubber duck. <laughs> and uh, he has like a little posse, a group of other uh, truck drivers. There's uh, like two other white guys, and there happens to be, of course, uh, one black guy, which is which is really interesting. Um, <laughs> this is like the late 70s, so um, yeah. But anyways, these guys get in a big, bit of a trouble with the uh, sheriff. I believe his name is um, Cottonmouth. And um, basically, they beat the fuck out of Cottonmouth in, in this bar. Or is it like a, it's like a little diner. And um, other sheriffs show up from the, uh, from the sheriff's department. And uh, they have to end up beating them up as well. And so instead of getting 10 years in jail or, yeah, it was probably 10 years in jail back then. It's probably a lot more now. But for assaulting a cop, they decided they're going to run to New Mexico um i believe they were in like arizona or something like that and they uh decided they're gonna flee to new mexico in order to get out of this uh get out of this charge but that ain't even how, that's not even how like uh crime works like, you just can't just go to another state and <laughs> i thought they're going to have, yeah they're just like just have immunity they're yeah, like, like fuck we can't I touch they, they crossed the border they're like sending us like no you can't touch us if at first they decide like the you don't. They don't. You don't get that in mind. You get that at the end. But there, it seems like the immediate plan is to get over the border to New Mexico, because then Cottonmouth can't touch you because he's restricted to like the, the Arizona border. Seventies, yeah. man. It, it was yeah. It was really dumb. But uh, anyways, yeah. These guys decided they're gonna start a convoy, and um, it's like a Forrest Gump situation. So a lot of people start tacking on and like adding on to their to their uh, convoy. And I like uh, I like the like the way the CB radio plays a role in this movie it's sort of like um it's sort of like like i could equate it to like internet gaming like uh like yeah. being like on a discord or a te- team speak with people that you like chat with all the time they have like the same sort of relationship over the radio and other people can listen in to their to their conversation and to uh just as the story develops they can uh like learn what's happening with with uh rubber duck and and cottonmouth and they start sympathizing with a rubber duck and many truck drivers just form into form into line and start supporting this guy. Unity. This movie is really fucking strange. <laughs> like really strange and it makes no goddamn sense at all. Um Is that a good strange that, or a bad strange? Like th- this becomes like a like a like a national event. There's like <laughs> there's like uh news people and like the governor gets involved in, in, in like these these truck drivers cause. They kind of somehow segue or transition there just running from the fed because they beat up some cops to this is a movement for for truck drivers and for the people that support america it was a really weird fucking transition <laughs> like a really weird segue makes sense i think it has uh, Does it really it's it's really it's really charming if i'm honest there's like uh, some funny chris chris christopherson that's fucking dumb a dumb name to try to say yeah but uh he has a lot of funny, like uh, funny and charming uh, lines, especially like his moments with uh, Alice McGraw. I forget what her name is in this. Um, yeah, Melissa. Yeah, with Melissa, he's like sort of. She's like his window into the world of truck driving and into that culture, and it's just uh, like a. Uh, it's a funny thing to see because he's treating their world as if it has like the seriousness of, of I don't know, like an actual like community of people. Or like a like a, I don't know how to, I don't know you know what I mean. Like the, it's uh, like, all right. Listen, I just watched the trailer. This shit looks buck wild. It, like they they they're running cops <laughs> off the road. There's like twenty fucking trucks just yeah, like ramming through police. towns. Like this looks fucking wild, man. Yeah, like uh, looks like Mad Max. <laughs> lo- like lo- logically, this movie makes, 
zero sense, but it is it is some fun if you if you allow it to be. If you if you're able to If you accept it into of, your heart. Yeah. If you can turn off like your disbelief and any any logical part of your brain, you can have some fun with this with this movie. And I think like I said, it is charming and um and funny at times. I think that it could have been better if um if it wasn't poorly edited. Like um <laughs> like I don't know. This movie was like That's shot seventies thing, dude. No, but not even that. There's like it had like the fucking like sixteen by nine like bars or whatever on it, like the widescreen bars, whatever those are ratio mm. those are. Yeah. But like it wasn't shot in that ratio, so it just cut off like, dude. Like, no, it didn't. Yeah, it cut off like twenty percent <laughs> of the of the movie. Like I couldn't see it. Like even what like, if that was like some like bullshit back then when they were doing widescreen edition. I think they just they just, they just slapped the fucking bars on it because I was like trying to read the people names like this of shit, like right? the people in the, the cast the and bars I couldn't on. read it. <laughs> yeah, but. I think that's kind of, um, yeah, that's telling for for a lot of like the the other editing in this movie. Like, there's just just some questionable shit. But it is like late '70s, so I guess I can forgive it for that. <laughs> I don't really know what to say about this movie. Show me if you I'm like, honest. Do you like the song? I do like the song a little yeah, bit. Actually, little, come on, it, it's like kind of catchy. <laughs> uh, Breaker, no, but no, yeah, no. there's so much stupid shit in this. He's like driving shirtless half the fucking movie. It's so dumb. You gotta stay cool, man. You gotta stay cool. I need to see this. You should. If if you want to know a little bit more about sixteen year old Shomo, I think it's worth seeing. I think we all like to know a little bit more about that Shomo. Uh, there's um There was like zero pretension in your you were just sitting there was like you just watch movies. You're like, this is fucking cool. Well, I I had a liking to it because I loved uh truck driving on the road and I loved just in general, like southern old country music. It's it's difficult to understand. Like I don't know when you try to apply like motivation to like these characters. Yeah, it's and far the story, fresh it's as like, hell. It, like it makes no absolutely no sense. Um, but hey, man, but we all make bad decisions. <laughs> it, like, they just keep compounding their bad decisions and into until it becomes a mile long convoy of semi trucks getting recognition across the fucking country. For it's it, it makes no sense. It's a form um, of protest. Yeah. I don't know what they were protesting against, though. And I don't think they knew either. Well, <laughs> well, well, well. Let me let me fill you in a little background here. Uh, there right. was a period in, of truck driving where they started to. That's that's where the CB radio stuff actually um, came from. They started to have to use codes all the time because I don't remember which administration, but they put some crazy um, regulations that really fucked with the truckers and the the. The highway patrol and the truck drivers had this huge rivalry. They don't have that shit anymore. It's not a thing anymore. Um, so that's why, you know, that's probably part of the motivation. Yeah. Um, I guess unless you know, like the history of that stuff, you probably won't have a deep appreciation of this movie. It's kind of like with, like in the nineties, like NWA and the cops just. Oh yeah, is that what it was like? <laughs> yeah. If I had to spell it out for you, <laughs> youngins, yeah. it's exactly like. Is that. your correlation to? Just in general, the truckers were treated unfairly. I'm not comparing it to the plight of black America, but as far as like road conditions go, they were treated unfairly. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else to say about this movie. Um, Sure. I like Allie McGraw a lot. I I like that she was in it. It's nice to see her. Um, I'm pretty sure she's like fucking half black or something. Yeah, she she looks kind of like a white Halle Berry. She's she's definitely black. Um, But yeah. 
that's about it. I think I'd give it like a two and a half or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, <laughs> that's fine. I don't even know what that, I'd give it. It's 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 <laughs> it's like a it's difficult to even talk about it like seriously because it's such a fucking ridiculous movie. Um, it sounds like a great time. So wait, you're telling me that you didn't download and print out a CB Radio dictionary? I did not. Okay. I did not do that. That's what I did when I watched it. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know what this all means. You like decoded the fucking. And there's like because you really are trying to find deeper meaning in this movie. You're like, it's like maybe there's deeper meaning in the code, bro. You don't really. That's such a. It's a rich language. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have time to watch anything else this week. So that's perfect because well, I think Tappy this, has this a is good the segue uh, to from yours because I have never. Well, I was digging through a box of clothes and I found a Smokey and the Bandit shirt. That's mine. And then I realized that I've never watched Smokey and the Bandit. <clears throat> and she wanted to ever. wear my shirt, right? My so Smokey I was like, and, and I, I have a strict thing. is like, I don't wear t-shirts that I don't know anything about. Oh, yeah? I'm that person. So I was like, you know what? If I like the movie, I'll wear the shirt. If I don't like the movie, I won't wear the fucking shirt. <clears throat> so I sat down and, you know. You watched the movie to wear a shirt, Tappy? <laughs> Commitment. Yeah. I would have just wore the fucking shirt. I would have wore the shirt <laughs> no. and just pretend what I was talking <laughs> well, about. Well, I wasn't going to let her. No, oh, I was there, gonna, well, I'm there. like no, but I'm like that person anyways. I don't wear band T-shirts. Oh, yeah. I don't listen to bands too. I'm okay. not that person. Like I'm not gonna wear like a fucking Pink Floyd shirt. I don't fucking like Pink Floyd. <laughs> so, <Ooh>. so, <laughs> so Pink like, Floyd do to you? I'm not gonna rep people. Pink I don't really. Man. I don't listen to. So it was, it was like that. So yeah. I sat down, watching Burt Reynolds, and Shomo was gladly I was washed along giddy. with me, gladly smiling in the corner. So, if you guys were hiding on the rock just like I was, this is a movie with Burt Reynolds. I remember watching this when I was younger. Has everybody watched this here? My, my, my uncle forced me to watch it when I was younger. He's really? like, you need to watch this. Your uncle's a good man. He lo- he was into car. I think it's because he loved the car in the movie. That's he loved why. the Trans Am. And he's just like, and he, I think he was like building one in his garage. And he's just like, he's like, watch this movie. I'm going to be just like the bandit. <laughs> So weird because he's a Dominican and he does not have any, <laughs> that's not far from his accent. <laughs> well, you know. Close enough. So right. so it pretty much goes in line with Harvey's convoy review because it's basically almost the same thing. Well, yeah, but, uh, but I, I would say convoy is a more serious yeah. movie. So this one um it's more funny. Um the synopsis if you guys don't know. The bandit is hired to run a tractor trailer full of beer over state lines in hot pursuit by a pesky sheriff. That's it. That's all I need to be put down. And that's all you need to know. Yeah. So it has Burt Reynolds, Sally Field, who I really admire. I like Sally Fields. It was nice to see her. Um, and Jerry Reed, who was Cletus, who was hilarious. I love Cletus. And he also Fred. wrote the song. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this movie, I, was, I didn't know what to expect because I never looked up anything about smoking the abandoned it's a lot funnier than i thought it was going to be i laughed a lot more than i thought i was going to laugh um so good <laughs> so stupid <laughs> steve you would he's, laugh at, he's, he's like laugh smiling dude he's just like he watched so the entire movie on the couch with me actually sure wasn't watching you watch the movie maybe i don't know but the movie was great because they were like there it was just a guy and his friend driving a tractor trailer and he was a firebird and he was in a firebird making escaping the police so to clear the way for the tractor trailer to cross state lines basically what the whole movie is about is evading the police and they go on this like weird adventure okay so burt reynolds plays um bandit 
the first third of the movie, I'm the whole time thinking him evading the um, cops and everything, or they call it Smokies. Um, mm-hmm. I was wondering, it's like, when when is he ever going to fill his gas tank? <clears throat> like, this guy is burning through, like, gas, and Firebirds take so much gas. I'm, like, being really logical throughout this entire movie. That's not important. Yeah, I know. And, but um, it was really good. I mean, I love Burt Reynolds. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, you guys have already seen this movie. Like, yeah, you gotta what talk about you gotta talk about Jackie Gleason. Oh, Jackie Gleason. Oh my God. Okay, so Jackie Gleason plays the sheriff called what's his name in this movie? Buford. Um, Buford. T. Justice. So Buford will not go well with the feminists of today's society. Buford say, says some ignorant shit. Oh, I can believe that. Oh my God, he's like he, there was this one part. He has a dumb son that sits with him because um Sally Field plays his ex fiance at this point, and he's very chasing, rich plot. Yeah, <laughs> so they they're chasing they're chasing Sally Field's character with Bandit, and um the sheriff Buford, um he he's the <laughs> he says to his son, he's like, "Are you sure you're from my loins?" Because when I go home, I'm punching mom in the mouth. I'm like, excuse me, who says that? I was Man, like, that, punch your mama in the mouth. You know, it's crazy because when you go watch old, these older movies, you're like, oh, wow, this shit does not age well. It does not. But then, you know, I get it because it was Actually, in the late 70s. It's a product I of think, its time. I think this movie aged pretty well. I, I think it's. I, I honestly think comedically. <laughs> comedically, it did. There were some lines I'm like, yeah, I can see this movie might get righted today if it ever gets remade. Oh, oh, yeah, if it's a shot for shot. Well, yeah, yeah. Let me play the clip oh, for gosh, you, see. It's, it's 20 seconds. Oh, God. This is, this is what we're getting into now. It's good audio. Not good audio. It's super Put good audio. In the back. Hey, Sheriff. Hey, Sheriff. What am I listening to? There's no way, no way that you could come from my lawn. As soon as I get home, the first thing I'm going to do is punch your mama in the mouth. Goddamn. <laughs> it's oh so my God. good. I looked at her and I was like, what? <laughs> Shit. It's so fucking good. And the CB radio does the same play with, I guess, Convoy. It's like it plays a huge part in ban- um, and Smokey and the Bandit. Mm-hmm. And it, um, I, I learned a lot about bears that were not bears. Bubblegum machines. Yeah. Yeah. yeah snakes in the grass. Smoky on you, whatever. I, I honestly trying I, to remember if this movie was good. No, it was good. I actually really enjoyed it more than I just I, remember being younger, and I'm like, you know, like I when I was younger, I liked anything, so yeah. I was just like, oh, this is action. I, I, shit was like, I think it's a comedy. Was, it holds up. Yeah, it does. I still laugh. I, I didn't think I was gonna laugh. It. You have to. I think it was. I think I'll rewatch it to be honest with you. It was. Um, Damn. <clears throat> it was seems good. Like, seems like a four star movie. Yeah, it was really. Sally Field was good in this. Like. And she was like funny when she needed to be, and there was like some serious parts, I guess. But <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess. There's there, a- there is uh, three of these movies. Just don't watch the third one. Yeah, um, uh, that's what that's what my uncle warned me a long time ago. He's like, he's like, there's two of them, and it's like, but don't watch the third one. But the best character, I never, was- I never seen the other two though. Bert's not in it. So the best character was Fred, the Basset Hound. Fred's yeah, the Basset Hound. The Basset Hound was the star of this. He stole the show. He stole the show for me. Fucking Fred was amazing. And fucking Cletus just picks him up every single time. That's a 50-pound dog. Like, how is he lifting up every single time into his, like... I mean, when you work out on a daily, that probably is not an issue for I mean, Cletus didn't look like he worked out that much. (laughs) Cletus. Cletus. But um, overall, I really liked it. There was a section where it was like they had to get into the convoy 
like he was like evading the police and had to get into the convoy and they were having this whole like master plan of how um how to evade it on the highway and i thought i really liked that part of it because it was seemed really well shot and i i liked it it was smart and funny to me the ending i didn't like though i'm not sure if i like the ending yeah uh, the ending was where i was like they could have just ended it on the <clears throat> note where you know it just it seemed like they wanted to make a series of it you can tell but other than that i liked it a lot Beautiful yeah. and I couldn't yes. get the song out of my head afterwards. He's bounding down a little bit. Oh, I guess we know what the music is this week. Yeah. Mm. Oh God. It's a, it's a good. It's a catchy song. It ain't gonna be uh, Queen. Damn. Hey. Uh. But yeah. dope. Yeah, uh, that's it. That's all I got to say. Uh. I really. That that movie sounds interesting, but uh, there's another movie I really want to hear <laughs> you talk about. What? But I mean, I feel like someone else should go as well, right? Or do you want to? I want to hear about Slenderman. She talk oh. about it. I really want to hear about Apparently it. Apparently, Tappy saw Slender Man. Okay. I'm, I'm super excited. I was like, I was so genuinely I Slender Man. I guess I'll go if yeah. you guys. I'll do it really quickly. I guess. No, take your time. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. With haste. With haste. <clears throat> okay, so Slender Man came out early this year, and I wasn't. I was interested because I. I Oscar I just, buzz, right? Yeah, and I really I watched a documentary like. The 2016 documentary, I think it was. Yeah, it was good. HBO, yeah, right? Yeah, the HBO documentary. And it was it was fairly good. It, was like, it wasn't like horrible, but it was good because you saw the interrogations of the girls and everything. That shit was creepy. It was creepy. And she was... They... Were, they um, they claim, The girls were mentally unstable, so they put her as a schizophrenic. Um, all that stuff. So this movie came out early this year, and it stars with no-name people. I know none of these actors or... Any, not not even one, I don't think, to be honest. But um, it has a really horrible score on IMDb. Um, oh my god, this is long. Okay, so the synopsis is: um, in a small town in Massachusetts, a group of friends fascinated by the internet lore of Slenderman attempted to prove that he doesn't actually exist until one of them mysteriously goes missing. Basically, if everybody knows about Slenderman, it's about that. Um, What's it called? Wiki? Uh, um, creep, creepypasta. Creepy, creepypasta, right. Is that part of Wiki, how, <clears throat> Wiki, whatever. Um, that, that there was a Photoshop contest and that's where it all started, blah, blah, blah. And people thought it was real and it made famous publicly by two little girls that wanted to kill their friend because of Slenderman. And they said that Slenderman forced them to or told them to yeah. so they can't welcome him into their kingdom or house or whatever. So basically, that's what this movie is about. Um... This, to be honest with you, I didn't pay attention too much to this movie because. <laughs> no, what happened is I have. Listen, <laughs> I didn't watch half of it. No, no, it's not even that. No, I, I, I had my laptop in one hand and it was playing on the monitor on the other side. So I was like doing two things and I was going back and forth watching it while doing things because I know in my mind, I already know this was going to be horseshitty. So I kind of didn't give it too much of a time in it, but I did watch a lot of it. So the whole thing starts off with like four friends. They watch the video on Slenderman. They do this thing with their closed eyes and hear three bells ringing. So horror movie tropes. Like they just did the the, stupid thing you're not supposed to do. Watch the movie. They do what the video tells them to do. And they follow this whole thing. And then they think, oh, this is just a game. And then one of the friends, you know, said, don't open your eyes. She opened her eyes. What's the, what's the surprise? So she opens her eyes and she goes missing. That, that 
puts a whole movie into motion. Basically, that I just find I find this movie interesting just because I I, I was it was like this movie and another movie this year that came out and apparently like everyone who saw it said that the shit seemed like there was a lot of crap missing. Like they the editing was like really bad. It was it and was they took out a lot of shit. And first of all, they made Slender Man <laughs> look digital. And he looked so pixely and digital. It was weird. It's like why if he's a real like ghost or phantom is, or whatever. Is this found footage? No. It made no. it look like found no, footage. No, there's right? parts of it that is found footage, but it's it ties into like the whole We're good. Okay. So um it made it it made it seem like very hold on. Are we gonna pause? No, let's keep going. Okay. So it it made it seem like really weird and it was hard to get into because when they were he was Slenderman was trying to like attack these girls, he just looked so digital. Like actually pixely coming out of the shadows. And it it was like it took me so out of it. I was like, what is wrong with Slenderman? And then so one by one they he started like tormenting the, the rest of the three girls that were still alive to like force them to kill people, to to I don't know. He was just tormenting. I to be honest with you, it was bad. The music was horrible. The acting was horrible. Like nobody. So not worth a watch. Not worth it. Like it's good if you want to like have it in the background. Like watch it. <laughs> so it's Just good if you don't want to watch it. If you yeah. want, if you want a glorified like screensaver, this is great. No, it's like it's like when you want to go back and forth. I'll say, what's happening? All right, I get it. All right, so another trope. Go back to your computer. Type. Do whatever. Okay, great. It was so that kind of movie, but I did understand what the movie. The ending. Oh god, the ending was horrible. This is, I, I was hoping that Thomas watched this with you. It was really horseshitty. Like, know. it was, like, probably the most, like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's probably say on it. par with, like, Winchester. Damn. Like, because you know how they, there's a lore that, that goes movie, around it? Yeah, that, this, that's pretty It's the same bad. shit. Like, right. none of these people knew how to act. I, the editing sucked. The, the Slenderman looked shitty it was just not where it's supposed to be it followed every horror trope that you can probably imagine like it just followed every trope like and there was probably there's supposed to be a love interest in this too and he oh there's elements of romance there's an element of romance and that completely gets thrown to the wind within like 15 minutes dope i can't wait to watch this yeah it's really bad guys so that's it i already get a half star that's how bad it was definitely worth a watch a half star yeah damn Really Tell me something. That's just me, though. More. What you think we might like it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I'm not here to judge you guys. Uh, I'll give it a watch. Nah, if anybody on this podcast likes that movie, we'll have to kick them out of the podcast. Oh, and apparently one of you, your other members, watched this too. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out soon. Yeah, we don't know why Sean's not here. To be honest, maybe I'll interrogate him next week, like though. I did Steve. I think I know. I have an idea. Okay. Um, got theories. Yeah. Go who, I've been who, talking too much. Who wants go to go ahead. first? Yeah. Or next? Go first. That's all I watch anyway. Next, I'm sorry. Steve, you want to go? Yeah, I mean, I got a couple of uh, Halloween rewatches that I that I had to get out the way. <sighs> Here we go. First. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to mention them just because there's this uh, tried and true favorites I watch every year. Uh, every year? Yeah, almost every year. I don't Halloween know why. Town? There's so Halloween many Town? more horror movies that you could be watching. I could be watching, but these are like my comfort food. You know what I mean? Just kind of throw something on. It's comfort food. It's for candy me. corn. It, just wait. That's your comfort food? I'm just saying like candy corn is known to be gross and nobody likes it, but it's still here. It's still, people still eat it. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> well, I'll, I watched uh, two vampire-related films. I watched uh, the classic Interview with the Vampire starring Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, nice. Kristen Dunst. 
I'm not going to go too long on this one and I'm not going to rate it just because though it is a product of its time, I'm I'm just going to say like I mean, by today's standards, I'm going to be honest, I don't know if it will, if it would do so well. It, isn't it like a really long movie though, right? It's so fucking long. It's almost like 3 hours, right? I don't think it's that long, but it's fucking it feels long. Like, it, it feels long. The thing about these movies that I like, I like films that take place during like a prolonged period of time. Right. They're very reminiscent to like Benjamin Button. And I like films like that, following someone through the ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically about a, uh, a vampire who uh, relates his epic life story about love, portrayal, and loneliness to a reporter. Interesting concept. I mean, it's the, for some reason, it's like it's Halloween or just like, you know, not very... It's not like a horror movie, I would say. It's, you know, just because it's not, not that scary, but it's just comfort food for me. And then one of my favorite vampire movies of all time, The Lost Boys. I've never watched that. You've never watched Lost Boys? Fuck. All right. I actually think this still ages pretty well. I, I'm a big fan of this movie. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched it. I doubt Tom watched it. Nope. No. Harvey, you, you've watched this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I think actually it just works. It still kind of works on a lot of levels. It deals with basically uh, a mother and her teenage sons who move to a quiet town in California where they slowly realize that the town is, like, infested with, like, biker gang, like, mm. vampires. Mm. It's very 80s. It's, like, at times cheesy. But but it's, like, it's definitely, like, a film. It, it, again, this is another film of a product of its time. Like, it's, you know, it's speaking to a certain audience, a certain group of individuals. And it's weird because I think it's, like, one of those movies that kind of speak to like a male audience in a weird way like it's you know it's a coming of age of, of this like kind of like young man who's like who gets involved in like in a, in a weird way getting like peer pressured into like being someone he's not oh, and I it's see. like yeah it's like it you, you know it's pulling strings how deep this movie is but i think it, it, it's still well done and i think it ages super well is there any relation to like um what's it called like peter pan no. Oh, okay. Just sorry. No. Uh, Lost Boys. You know. But uh, the Corys are in this. Obviously, they they're in like every eighties movie. And then mm-hmm. Kiefer Sutherland's in this. So young. Really? Yeah, young Kiefer Sutherland. He plays uh he Is plays he one young of the, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, he plays a young vampire in this. Nice. Uh, I don't know. It's always a fun fucking movie to watch for me. And it's like I said again, it's like comfort food every year. Mm. Uh, and then I watched uh Tom's. I watched another film. This is actually a new film. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's something Tom would be really interested in. Was yeah, that? I Have you. I seen it? No, no, you haven't seen it. It's, oh, it's uh, new. Yeah, it's new. It's a uh, it's it's a period piece, and I know you love those. Ooh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, uh, this is comfort food for me as well. I don't know. I enjoy watching like uh, period piece films. This is uh, the Guernsey Literary Society, I believe, and it's basically about a uh, free spirited writer, Juliet Austin, who forms a life changing bond with a delightful eccentric. Uh, literary society it sounds so fucking cheesy and it is cheesy yeah. and it has romance it's and it's Ooh. like it's it's a period piece what the fuck do you want but it does take place during uh the after the occupation uh in world war ii in the small little island town mm-hmm. and it deals with what like this group of individuals had to go through and uh how they found you know connection and found like a weird family through literature and this writer comes to this town and like basically kind of falls in love with who these people are. Uh, honestly, again, it, it 
it's a Netflix show, and I think I think Netflix just is really just pumping wait, out. Is it a show or a movie? Or it's a it's a movie. Oh. Whoa, whoa, you scared me! I was about. To, oh yeah, wait, about wait, to wait, I said we're talking about shows. I got plenty of shows. Ooh, to talk I was about, about to fucking hit that volume knob. You were like, no, nope, you don't talk about shows. Like, oh we, no, no, this yeah. is. A, I was like, yeah, I have shows to talk about. Uh, it just, but it's it's starting just. You know, Netflix is really just pumping shit out, man. I feel like they're just saying yes yeah. to everything. I've been saying that for a while now, but I think mm-hmm. this is definitely a sign of it. It's just like it's like you know what you got a, you got an idea. Here you go, some money, make something. Yeah. Uh, I would say this though, it's very beautifully shot, like just the landscapes and this like small island, like English town. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Like I was, I was like, I kind of want to move to this small little quaint town, and like they all like still ride around fucking horses and like have carriages while like the rest of the world is like moving along uh honestly again it follows uh very stereotypical like period piece tropes you know there is a woman who has to make a choice mm-hmm. uh there's self-discovery uh everything tom hates uh, sounds rough uh yeah but uh, uh it, it's in all means i probably won't watch it again uh it's easily two and a half Ooh. Sounds yeah. like a half star for me. Yo, no, this was definitely <laughs> a half star. Like, I, I, after watching this, I'm sitting, I'm like, Tom would fucking hate this. <laughs> there was a Maggie Gyllenhaal movie on Netflix. Uh, I kindergarten. Really, yeah, I really wanted I want to see that. that. Yeah, yeah, same. I watched the trailer. I'm like, this oh, looks good. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I have a few more things. Uh, Goddamn, Steve, what are you? What, what is this a slow week for you? No, uh, no, Tom's going to hate me. I'm um, finishing up Castlevania Season 2. It's a great show. You guys <laughs> should watch it. <laughs> so, wait, wait um, we're bringing... Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go I ahead and go next. Snuck the, I snuck that one in. I'm like... Um, so I was like uh, haunting and lost. It's really good. It's really watch good. new season. Watch yeah, yeah. Why don't you guys go start your own stupid TV podcast? I can Whoa. start a TV podcast. Dude. We'll, we'll, you know, you know how much I talk. Uh, watch do the TV? right show. I, watch I way support more TV you, but you can't have the do the right franchise name. So what? We can be a subsidiary. We can be, yeah, we can be off. <laughs> yeah, no, we can do like do the right we can, game. We can do do the right show. Do the right show. I won't allow it. Do the right podcast. We can be a spinoff. We no, we're not, we're not going to be people who just think we're experts <laughs> in all these different things. We're not. Hey, we're not even experts in this. Yeah, we're. I mean, yeah. All right, can I talk about a movie? Sure. Yeah, what do you got? All right. You guys know I love Ethan Hawke, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So funny story about this movie. I accidentally <laughs> walked into it. And I told you guys a story about how I walked into it going to see We the Animals, and I was like, fuck, this is not We the Animals. I was lied to. Juliet Naked. Juliet Naked, yes, correct. Um, so this movie is uh, starring, uh, well, first it's it's directed by Jesse Perez, Perez, writers, maybe they're brothers? Oh, ooh, husband and wife thing going on here. She wrote it, he directed it. That's romantic. That's, that's a dream team right there. Uh, it's starring uh, Chris O'Dowd. We got Rose Barron. We also have Ethan Hawke. That's mainly the cast right there. Um, and the synopsis goes as uh, Juliet Naked is a story of Annie the long-suffering girlfriend of Duncan and her unlikely transatlantic romance with the once-revered, now-faded singer-songwriter Tucker Crow, who also happens to be the subject of Duncan's musical obsession. Do you guys understand that? That makes sense to you? Yeah, that makes sense. All right, you've seen the trailer for this. Um, it basically, what happens is it kind of shows uh, Chris O'Dowd's character being like this obsessive uh, guy who... who 
literally his life revolves around one uh, alternative rock musician from the early you know, 90s. This sounds so funny. Like, I know someone who's obsessed with just, like, one artist and just always brings them up. It's, That's not true at all. Yeah. I know you want to say me, but I have quite a few of those artists under my belt. So I'm not actually dedicated to one. Um, this guy is like, his. he turned his basement into a shrine for one artist. And it's an obscure <laughs> artist, too. It's like... There's a small internet fan club. He has a website about it where they try to figure out where he's hiding now. Basically, Tucker Crow is like MIA. He kind of just vanished off the the music satellite there. Um, nobody knows where he went. So the trailer kind of sells this as his story and, and her story, kind of like dealing with him coming into the picture. Uh, however, this is actually Rose Barron's story. Like, he's very much a small part of it. He's like a, a set piece almost um, compared to what, you know, she's going through. So right off the bat, you get some uh, some exposition where obviously she doesn't give a fuck about Tucker Crow that much. All right. He's kind of obsessed. Um, they both kind of were leaning towards like they don't want kids, but things have changed. And I think she wants kids now. Um and the, there's a disconnect there. Like he's he's very much not invested in the relationship. She needs attention. Uh, he's not giving it to her, kind of thing like that. He, he's just overall disconnected from her. Um, she's kind of disconnected from him too. What happens is uh, someone tracks down an unreleased demo tape from Tucker Crow, who's played by Ethan Hawke. Um. Uh, he gets it, writes about it on his website. She writes a bad review about it just to piss him off because she's honestly tired of, of his shit. She she wants to put him in his place, yada, yada, yada. Why would you think of unfinished demo tape as a masterpiece? It's not even meant to be completed, you know? Turns out she gets an email from a random person saying, I loved your review. It was spot on. And basically, she said this is like a cash grab. It's it's bullshit. It's an incomplete album he's releasing because he's desperate for money. Tucker Crow emailed her. She doesn't believe him. Um, but eventually, they they become pen pals and they become they have like an online relationship where they don't they only talk through email. And it's it's charming as hell. Um, they it's it's very realistic. I think the way it's written. They're telling each other about their lives secretly behind uh, Duncan's back. Um, Eventually, some things happen in their lives, uh, and circumstances lead to Ethan Hawke and her meeting in, in real life. And uh, yeah, Ethan Hawke actually plays some songs in this, and he, there's like songs being played that he actually sang. Mm-hmm. Man, he can sing too. All these fucking actors are just fucking all of a sudden great musicians now. I don't get it. You know what's funny though? When I heard him singing the song and I was like, that sounds like Ethan Hawke. And he was like, it is Ethan Hawke. I'm like, yeah. it sounds just like him. Yeah, yeah, it does sound a lot like Ethan He Hawk. doesn't sound different. Some people sound different when they sing. Ethan Hawke does not. Oh, uh, how was the song? Was it good? There's a few of them on the soundtrack. Yeah, I like them. I like a couple of them. Are you going to have it on repeat on your Spotify playlist? Maybe. Okay. Anyways... I don't know about you guys, but I, I see Ethan Hawke, and I'm glued to the screen. Like I just can't help it. I fucking love that guy. Yeah, I like watching his. I like watching interviews with him. Yeah, he's like very, very seems very down to earth. Very. Charming. If there's one actor that like I feel like would like be the most human, like just the way he delivers his lines, 
He's not acting, uh, it seems, right? He just seems like a fucking person on that happens to be a camera pointing at him. Uh, yeah, I made that same remark during my first reform uh, review. I was saying, like, he's like, it doesn't seem like, you know it's Ethan Hawke, like, you see him and you know it's him, but when he is portraying a character, especially in that film, like, it, he seems genuine, like, that is him. Like, that yeah. he is that, that person. He's have able re- to transform into that person. Have you ever listened to him? He was on A24's podcast because he was doing some like promotion for blaze and he he called in from like some european country like yeah. he was in europe when they were recording this so it was like some time in like early early morning yeah yeah he sounded like the nicest guy like the nicest guy on Listen, this podcast i think i think we're we're big big fans of ethan hawk he's here so and, uh, nice i think we can all agree that uh we all want to be his friend. Yes. I would love to be. His I friend. would love to be his friend. Adopt me. And this movie is no exception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This movie is no exception. Um, I think a lot of people did not enjoy this. I wouldn't say it's like a hated movie, but I think a lot of people are like, yeah, this is a tropey, middle of the road, rom, slightly calm. I wouldn't say I it's, think it's by. I think it's based off a book. It and, is based and off and a book. And the, and the writer the writer of these books, a series mm. of books, I think he's just known for that. Like, that's his, that's what he writes. Mm. Yeah. However, um, there's something charming about it that appeals to me personally. And if you like Ethan Hawke, if you fit the the stereotype that I fit, that you'll just see anything Ethan Hawke's in just to watch him act, um, I think you should watch this. This is a very, very good movie. Um, it, it has tropes, I guess, but just it's it's very Linklater-esque. It just seems like because Ethan Hawke is doing his Ethan Hawke thing, you feel like you're in a Linklater film. So the... The dialogue is is delivered very beautifully, and, and the situations like apparently uh he's got kids all over the fucking world because he just I guess he was going around knocking girls up. Um, there's a particular phone call that actually had me very emotional, uh, and I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it does have some some flaws, and Chris O'Dowd's character is very unlikable, uh, but I am glad that they didn't focus on him. Uh, yeah. This uh, I've been looking for a good rom com. So you're saying this is it? It's good. Okay. It's very good. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably give this a, a solid three and a half out of five. All right. Yeah. That, that's all I watch besides um, watching Tappy watch Smokey and the Bandit. You don't count that as a watch, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> no. You guys ready to talk about uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? I completely forgot. Sure. You forgot about the movie? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing here again? Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Here's a clip. Stamp to this beat. Come on. Now, I want you to clap on the third beat. What's going on? You know if you're on time. I want to give the audience a song that they can perform. So what can they do? Imagine thousands of people doing this in unison. Huh? Well, what's the lyric? That was a great clip, right? Love that. <clears throat> Affirmative. Yeah, that was a good one. I like it a lot. So exciting. Can we play it again? No. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that back. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was... Uh, who directed this? <laughs> oh, wait, wait a sec. It's wrong on Letterboxd. Yeah, I was like, it says Dexter Fletcher. I'm like, wait, no, that's no, not it's right. It's Brian Singer. Yeah, it's Brian Singer. Um, 
stars Rami Malek, um, couple of, couple other guys. Ryan Singer directed this. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. I've known that since its yeah. conception. <laughs> uh, Aiden Gillen, Fearless lives forever. Singer Freddie Mercury, guitar Brian May, guitarist Brian May, drummer Roger Taylor, and bassist John Deacon take the music world by storm when they form their rock and roll band Queen in 1970. Hit songs become instant classics. When Mercury's increasingly wild lifestyle starts to spiral out of control, Queen soon faces its greatest challenge yet, finding a way to keep the band together amid the success and excess. All right. Um, Some rhymes there. Usually, uh, usually... We choose somebody else to go first, but I, can I go first? Could I have the privilege today? Take, oh, take go it for away. it, Harvey. Thank you. It's your show today. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll start off by saying that um, I don't really see this as a Freddie Mercury biopic, which many people believe it to be. And I think that is a desirable story, but I don't think this is that. I think this is a story about Queen from the very loose perspective of freddie mercury um there are several factors that make this like a difficult movie to make some of which were self-imposed by probably brian singer or uh the writer yeah i heard they were on set like all of them were on set especially brian was there every single day of shooting he was there yeah yeah so yeah i'm sure he had a lot to do with that yeah yeah i'm sure um I think this. I think the first factor that makes this a really difficult movie to uh, to present is that it establishes the, like the legendary Light Ape performance of Queen as the endpoint or climax of the story, and I think that not only limits this in the scope of the Queen story, but it also severely limits this in the scope of Freddie Mercury's life, and I think that's indicative for the most part of how the rest of this film plays out um despite Robbie Malik's pretty good impression of Freddie Mercury which is all this really is in a sense it's a very good impression of Freddie Mercury and uh also like the long list of hits that Queen has it's really easy or too easy for me to Im- imagine another uh another band in the place of Queen I don't think this story or or this movie is specific to Queen at, in, in, in any sense outside of the character or who they state these people to be. You could have replaced them with any fucking band and it would have still been the same exact same yeah. exact movie. Could have been like Van Halen or something. Yeah, yeah. and it would have been true. <laughs> it would have been uh, true. Yeah, you make a great point. I feel like some of its best parts, I think. Yeah, it's too like non-specific yeah. and just not generalized. Not personable enough. Like personal. The, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the best like, parts is when it, gets, when it gets him alone, I think. When yeah. you get to see that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's really generalizing, like it's it's portrayal and tell, telling of this story and and those characters. Uh, the film itself suggests that Freddie Mercury and and Queen that they're outsiders, and that they're a band of outsiders that belong to nobody else but to each other. Um, we don't get any context for that claim, though. We we're introduced to Freddie shortly before he meets the the rest of the band, well, May and Taylor specifically, um, and we're not offered any glimpse into his life as an immigrant, as being like an outsider, as a 
as a as a as a queer young young man we don't get that experience either uh but we're asked for to feel for him and the band later on in the movie but i don't feel that we've made that journey with them if that makes sense mm-hmm. you're absolutely right um not to mention like freddie mercury's relationship with his family is so fucking underutilized in this movie yeah they could have used that more i feel yeah. like too to be honest just yeah. a quick side note you don't think he would have bought them like a house I, was, I, I, I thought about that as well. Like they're yeah. still in that small London apartment. Yeah, I uh, thought that as well. I th- yeah, that, that's God, man. Yeah, but like you could see, like you could see sprinkles of like, oh, this could be interesting ideas that they could run with. But mm-hmm. it just, it just really just plays it safe and just thrives at being just like this very by the numbers cookie cutter. I, I think I know biopic. why. It's because like, Brian Singer directed it. It is definitely yeah. Brian. It's, yeah, it's like it doesn't try to be courageous at all. Because like, technically, he was like second in command. Compared yeah. to like Freddie, yeah, but like the family thing, I yeah. think they're so underutilized. And for a movie that, uh, for a movie that stresses the importance of family and how these people were a family, it's it's really it's a really strange move for for them to exclude his his family for like the portion of the movie. They're only in like two two acts of the movie, and it's mm-hmm. for very very limited times. There's a there's a large number of uh, like writing and uh, like uh, production scenes in this movie. Then it sort of uh, serves as like an inside baseball sort of situation into like the creation of many, many of these classic Queen, uh, queen songs. Mm. I, ish- I have an issue with those, however, because they, I don't know, they sort of uh, like blind the audience. Uh. It like blind the audience from like these real people in the band, and it just kind of attempt to entertain, if that makes sense, um, by like glorifying, I don't know, the, the music of these people and like how genius they were. It's like a cop out, and they they get into these arguments in the studio, and then they that that leads to them magically stumbling <laughs> upon a fucking hit record. They like did it, that like three times. Yeah, it's, it's they did it three times. I it's, think it's cliche yeah. as shit, and it's yeah. like just eye rolling. Um, that being said, I also love those moments. <laughs> they're just cheap. Saranic, they're they're yeah. cheap and, and effective, but it's definitely the easier route. And yeah, yeah. What I um, what I actually find ironic about this movie is um, there's like a a bit about Freddie Mercury. They're trying to get Bohemian Rhapsody on the airwaves, mm. um, and they don't want to do it because it's it's weird, it's funky, it's too long, um, and they're getting us talking about formulas, like. Like oh, formulas are so played out, and they're not you know, tr- you know transformative. And then he's like, "But formulas work. They work. That's why they're formulas." And I'm like, "This movie is a formula, a formula. Dude, I, I, and it's an effective formula. It, it does work in a way." Um, but I would say that this movie is nothing more than a really well written Wikipedia article on Queen. I had the. I had that same situation. I was like, bitch, <laughs> that's your God at work. What are you talking about? Brian Singer's the fun one making this formulaic bullshit. But yeah, yeah. yeah. it is funny. I think uh, I, I do like Rami Malek for for all the things I hate about this movie. I really like him in this movie. and I like him in that role. But mm-hmm. I think uh, it's everything surrounding him that is just I think in general, like, appearance-wise, the band looks spot on. Yeah. He looked really good as freddie mercury i mean, I mean brian singers like the the one i played him was really i mean look wise looked well but I didn't oh brian him. may yeah 
surprised me. Yeah, not surprising. Yeah, I I agree with almost everything you said. Um, actually, everything you said. I think what this movie does is like I don't know if it's it just chalked up to just being too much to put into a movie. Like they they were trying they to just sanitize the fuck out of that. Story, yeah, basically. like yeah. there are so many things that I wanted to know more about um, Freddie Mercury and like uh, they did they didn't have to pull punches with the AIDS stuff. I didn't think. Um, I feel like that you could have done a little bit more there. Uh, but you know, maybe they wanted to appeal to wider audiences. Um, quick story though, I got to stop going to this theater, but it's just, it depends on the, the showing and what movie you're seeing. It's very convenient and near my house. Um, there's two 13 year old boys just plop down right in front of us talking <laughs> and rattling their candy wrappers. Uh, there's the very first scene where the Freddie Mercury, no, uh, you United artist court street, the oh. mini regal, uh, this the first scene where um Freddie Mercury actually kisses a man. Uh all you hear is <gasps> What the heck? <laughs> yeah, he goes, What the heck? Like, bro, first of all, who are you? Why are you in this movie? And like <laughs> did you not know he was, he was gay? Like Yeah. No, and then no, he kisses Mary at one point. And she's like, I thought he was gay. Oh yeah. I was like, I'm Jesus like, Christ. Oh my dude. god, get the fuck <laughs> then, out of this And then when he finally right kisses a man, they're like, What, what the, the heck? Fuck? Yeah. Uh I just don't know who or why they went and saw this movie. Yeah, just real quick. I just realized something in this movie. It just hit me right now. This movie is super sterile. Like, they all, yeah. they, throughout the movie, they're just hinting at him being gay. And it's just like, it's like, it's so taboo just to mention the film. But then. Yeah, well, there was an article flying around saying that they straight watch, washed. It was like I super. straight wash it. But it was just I mean, like, it was just weird. I wouldn't that, say that, but it. It's like weird con- the tiptoe pulled like, punches. Con- that's people all. were like condemning this movie for doing that, especially the gay community was like that's, really condemning. That, it, I think movie. that goes back to what I said earlier. Yeah. Like, it, is it a Queen movie or is it a Freddie Mercury movie? It's, I don't think it knows think what it wants to be. Movie. It's a Queen movie. It can't be Freddie Mercury. Well, Freddie Mercury was just the centerpiece. Yeah, um, and that's the problem. Yeah, if, with him at the centerpiece, you're, you're gonna be expected to tell his. Yeah, because if you watch like interviews with him, he's he was very smirky and he talked about like having lots of sex and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They made him very private. In Which this. we didn't even really see him have any sex in this movie. I mean, what the hell? They alluded to it. There were like two. They like, alluded to drugs. There were like they three kisses. To sex. Yeah. There were like two with two guys and then one with Mary. Well, yeah. yeah. There was like three kisses in yeah. this movie. No sex. They just alluded to everything. <laughs> <laughs> three what, kisses. What I, no what sex. I find frustrating about this movie, though. Is that, no it ki- is that it kind of works <laughs> in a way? And, like, I I get it, and I don't, like, I'm not too mad at it. Um, I just think if, if someone with some real passion had, like, mustered this up and, like, directed it themselves. Um, yeah, but then you have Brian in, in your ear because he was there every day. Who, what are you talking about, Brian Singer? Yeah, um, the Brian. Um, the, the band? The band. The, band. Yeah, the entire yeah. band was there driving. That was the driving force for this whole thing. I was... Like watching the interview with like Rami Malik, he said, "Yeah, they were there. They were telling us like kind of what to the direction that they wanted to like all that stuff. Hmm. They were like the main driving force for this. So I don't know if it was them or then our. They weren't the driving force. I know how fucking studios work. I don't know. I bet <laughs> you know you you know production keeps the sh- the fucking feed them shit, keep them at bay. They they let them do their thing, but like after all, and the editing is the, they weren't in the editing room. Oh sure. yeah, obviously. Like I, you know for a fact that this movie was meant to be appealing to just mass plain audiences, but 
on that same note, it works, and I could recommend it to some people if you just want like a little bit of info about Queen. You don't know shit about them. And also, I would say the production design is very good, how they recreated the, the Live Aid. It looks yeah. fucking identical. Live Aid was great. To yeah. the original. It almost looks like they fucking digitized That's, it. I don't like a lot about this movie, but I think that is one of my favorite things about this movie. Just, I think it it's kind of ballsy to do like a 20-minute uh, set. Mm-hmm. But oh, it, it's it. also very yeah. safe at the same time when you do think about it. Yeah. I mean, it pads out the film. Well, they didn't <laughs> do the entire twenty minutes. Well, yeah, they, yeah, set, they, they did, did most of it. Of it. Yeah, yeah. It. it's. It, I w- I would agree with you. Ari. I'd say like, yeah, that's an interesting move to take because I was thinking they were just going to do like it's going to start and then it's going to cut like cut to black or something. But the fact that they did the like not the whole performance, but they did a good chunk of it was interesting. Yeah, uh, the, I think uh, that's the most. I think that's the most courageous thing they did in the film. The lip syncing is, is incredible. Yeah, lip syncing mm-hmm. in this is really good. That was one thing I noticed. That was. The one thing it looked like he was singing like the entire he movie. Sound, like whoever is singing sounds like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. I think the best part they use his is voice. Remy Malik. Honestly, like on, that's the only thing that really kept me interested in the film. I think I, I'm I'm not a huge Queen. Like I'm just I never really watched much interviews with like Freddie Mercury or anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But if it's anything like what Remy did on like on screen, like he made him very charming very just you want to be around him like he's just like he has this very much like great energy and that came through in his performance and i think that is the best part of the film when you have these moments alone with him i think are the best like moments especially uh i would say like midpoint of the film where you really get to see like what he's dealing with but the problem is as well is that it's it's telling you he's dealing with demons, but you don't know what the demons are. Like it's all alluded to. Like well, oh, it's I like it's like tiptoe the whole fucking time. There was like this time. one. There was one point when you can actually feel like almost the weight of his loneliness. Yeah. There was one point where I felt that loneliness, but then it kind of quickly dissipates. Like and like it didn't drag it out. I would yeah. say drug out his like the loneliness, the depression, all that stuff a yeah. little bit more from Freddie it wouldn't like because in the beginning it was so like it was hard to like deal with because i was like all right so he's happy he's in a band all right blah 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 and then i think yeah his best moments are when he's on stage yeah. so he doesn't feel yeah. that and, and that all, all crushing that all that loneliness. hits back to obviously him growing up and his feelings as an outsider and like wanting to be accepted but we never get, get any we never get any of that shit we have no con- for, yeah we have no context for his loneliness yeah. when he's like lonely and desperately wanting to party we don't know why he wants to do that think um yeah i think it's basically it's like a wikipedia article like when you read a wikipedia article you're interested about someone you kind of read the events surrounding them but you like you never feel like you know them when you read a wikipedia article yeah it's not until you dive deep this movie does not quite do that but it appeases and i would say it's a good move a, a mediocre to good movie for me it's a great karaoke I was mouthing all the lyrics. Well, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody is great. Character Every song I was mouthing the lyrics. I think this... Is, that was it. I think this uses that as a crutch. I, I think I said that already. But yeah, 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 if yeah. This had, It does. If those songs weren't so great and so iconic, like a lot of that shit would not be entertaining at all. Right. But, yeah, it... it like it, if it, it was it, a Grateful Dead or something? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry for all the Grateful Dead fans out there. But I am not a fan of that band. Um, but yeah, th- those those scenes are fun. Like I mentioned, that th- like the creating creating the music and also the live performances are all mm-hmm. 
The costume all, was yeah, great. Yeah, they're all really fun. They are cheap, I think, but they mm-hmm. are they are fun for the most part. Um, I think those are my favorite my favorite moments in the movie. I think, like I said earlier, um, like a Freddie Mercury biopic, like a true one, would have been, I think, a better story. And I think those moments of him being alone and facing, um, like facing people using him and abusing him, and I think those could have been so much more powerful had. Mm-hmm. How do we have that, that backstory and context? Um, and just whole, development. And the way that AIDS, the him having AIDS, and the way they placed AIDS in the story. Like, you know, it was kind of short. <laughs> like, because yeah. we know his lifestyle. I was like, okay, he's alluded to be gay, and now he just have AIDS. But we don't know he's gay until at the end when he brings his boyfriend, well, quote unquote, his. Well, I don't know. To me, it was, I don't know if I like the way they did that. It, yeah, it was. It was. I didn't. Str- I didn't like the way they did that. It made me feel like okay, we have to put the way he has AIDS in here. And they waited the last like twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah. To fit it in. Uh, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's why I th- also think having this movie, the story end at Live Aid is also a weird choice. He did so much more shit like in the following years. Yeah, he did another after Wembley that- show. Yeah, he yeah they made like four more albums of, yeah. or something or three more albums. Yeah, before he died. Uh, yeah, I think um, I don't know him him living living with AIDS and and struggling with that. I think that would have been also a, I was like a hoping, better story. I was hoping but, to see like another one when he says "fuck you" to the crowd. There was one live oh, performance yeah. in London. He was he was like doing his whole Freddie thing in the beginning. He's like "fuck you." I, was, I wanted to see that so bad because that was showed so much of his personality. Why, why did he say "fuck you"? To Just crowd? to say it to the audience. Hmm. Sounds he just like said it, dick. but it was to me. It was like funny. It showed his personality, and this this whole thing didn't show that part of his personality. They made him look weak in here, like so. I was like, and he was he plays around with the crowd a little bit more than just like hey. He played with the crowd way more than that. Yeah. Um, so I I, I do agree. Like about the about the seeming weak part, and him he 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 does appear fragile in this movie, which a little bit more than he should have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if he was or wasn't, but I think it was definitely one sided in, in in how they portrayed him. Mm-hmm. And there was obviously so much more to him, but I said this comes along with uh, being dead and not able to have like the influence that May and uh, Taylor probably had on it. Yeah, true. Hmm. What else do y'all like about this movie? I, I think I, I think that's all I have to really say. Uh, I mentioned a little bit before we even like uh, I mentioned uh, beforehand that I was just like this movie just really just thrives in just like cheap moments and uh, you know it's just so so predictable like you can see the, Dude, you just see the whole time you're like I just like, thought of something what like I don't know I was talking about how this like movie is just so non-specific and and generalized it's like a it's just a it's a band like a super uh, like a big band biopic and you can replace this band with pretty much any other band it'd be the same story Mm -hmm. there's actually a moment where they first go to america Mm -hmm. where it just says like midwest like it's super to black right right it just says like midwest usa and i thought how fucking lazy that was why couldn't they they just say like uh yeah like the actual city or something it just said midwest usa like it's such a huge fucking area (laughs) <laughs> it was I don't know that bothered they me. They, they were in Wisconsin to say that. I think the only thing that really bothered me the most is like I I just don't think his parents were going to be living in that same apartment. Oh, yeah. It's very small, but uh, but they could. 
Because uh, from what it made it sound, it was like he seemed very disconnected to his family. Like but, he he was trying to erase. He was trying to erase his past. Yeah, that's, that's fifteen that's, years. That's though. also different from what I've read of him, though. I read com- the complete opposite that he had a very good relationship with his family. Right, and it was fifteen years. So even yeah. if he they didn't buy, yeah. they appeared like twice in the story in the span of fifteen years. It makes no sense. Yeah, I would say um, this this film does its job to entertain, um, but it's missing so much. It's just, I just wonder how much is true, and like, it's just, it leaves so much out, so that like, you're constantly trying to fill in the blanks in your head, and and I don't, you know, now now you have to like go home and and fill in the blanks yourself. Yeah, this movie is a, it's it's definitely it's amazingly mediocre, like mediocre, like it's just it, it just does what it needs yeah. to do. And I'm surprised like, though. I actually was leaning towards either we're going to really like it. Or it's going to be very, very bad. Yeah, I kind of going in. I didn't want to. I hate a, just automatically thinking like, "Oh, movie just looks shit based on his trailer." But then, you know, this this one didn't really appeal to me. To be honest, I saw it. I was like, "Yeah." Saw the trailer like twenty times before this, so yeah. I'm like, "Yeah." The performance on its own was a very good scene. I thought, and it made Ron, it Ron made it worth it. made it worth it. But um, those veneers, though, guys, the, yeah. the 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 whoever made those teeth, they're great. Yeah, it was, it was and the makeup and everything on Rami was a set amazing. of chompers on him, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, at least I learned something about you know a little bit about Freddie Mercury that I didn't know before. So it was, yeah, I mean, actually, I, I never really noticed his big teeth until I like yeah, yeah. I never really just like I was just yeah. Did you guys feel sad when in the in the beginning of the movie where they made fun of his teeth? I got sad. I don't know why. Yeah, and they were yeah. like, they were like, he's was like, not with those teeth, and I was just like, oh, oh. that's fucked up. Like, <laughs> why would you say that? But he came back. He came back at him, bro. Yeah, he came back. He did. But you can tell that kind of hurt, you know. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. We got to rate this thing or what? Rate it. Yeah. What do you think, Steve? This is a difficult one, just because like there is definitely entertaining moments. I feel, especially when you know when you have like Remy just like leading. Like when he's kind of the focal point and, you know, there is like there are like you said, there's it's cheap moments, but they're sometimes they're good to watch. Uh, I think overall, if you're interested at all in watching a biopic about Queen, not Freddie, but Queen, I think it's worth a watch. It's not the worst thing out there right now. Uh, I'd give it a solid like a light three. I think there's a I think there's definitely worse biopics. I think I think. Yeah, I just think there's worse biopics out there that really don't do much justice to anyone. Mm. So I mean, mm. I think with this, at least it's passable. And I think better than I think that you, Tupac one. And yeah, Yo, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. None like, of you saw that. I haven't Wait, seen it. That one was horrible. But, oh, dude, but that's what I'm saying. There's definitely, there's it. probably definitely like worse ones out there that, are just, that probably don't do do any of the story justice nope. at all. Uh, at least this was entertaining, and uh, and the perform. I did like the performances, and even just like the live acts when he was on stage, it was just like this is a lot of fun. Like imagine being. In that fucking crowd, you probably oh, been freaking out. Yeah, yeah. it was too many people. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got agoraphobia quick. It'd take like thirty minutes to get out of there too. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Tappy? For me, I well, I love Queen, so but the whole movie, as I agree with everybody at this table, I think there there was a lot of like moments where they could have made the movie a lot better and not rested on the music so much because we all know the music is iconic. So if they didn't rest on that so much, I think it would have been a lot better. Um, but it does get an extra like half star because there's a lot of cats in this movie. Oh yeah, you guys are cat people. The cats in this movie made an appearance like more than the family did. That's true. So 
I mean, I appreciated that. And the fact that he left the TV on for his cast to watch Live Aid. Like, I don't know why that was added there, but, you know, it was. It seems like something you guys <laughs> would do. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. I I, give it the same. A light three as well. Hmm. I thought we were going to add a half star for the cast. I did. It was two and a half. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm, that's weird. I really didn't realize we were all going to be similarly uh, lining up on this one. So, yeah, I'm at a light three as well. I think it. Ah, you know, it's just a fucking well-written Wikipedia article of a movie. All right, <laughs> I, and I, I, I read Wikipedia still, so you know. Um, yeah, I'm sitting somewhere between a two and a two and a half. I do, I do like Rami Malek in, in this, and I think that's that's like my favorite part of this movie. Um, him and 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 the live performances. Um, so for that, I guess I'll give it a two and a half. Nice. Um. Wicked, wicked, wicked smart. You want to pick some, uh, pick a movie? I guess. Does uh, Tappy vote in place of Sean? Yeah, no. sure. Why not? Oh, really? Am I? <laughs> I mean, I unless he has vote? like a doctor's note. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Uh, pretty much the big releases next week are uh, Overlord and uh, the Girl in a Spider's Web. Overlord. <laughs> Overlord does look fun. Uh, I say Overlord. I I haven't seen anything. Uh, well, I, I watch movies like this all the time, but nothing on this scale. Like this is a, a a bad robot production too, so mm. uh, it should be interesting. Is everybody in agreement, or what about the Grinch? The Grinch. <laughs> I do like the the live action version of the Grinch with, with mm. Jim, Jim Carrey. Jim yeah, Carrey. Yeah. I I still watch it to this day on Christmas uh, all think, the time. I think that was underrated. It kind of flopped. It really is. When it what's, came out, what's I think. underrated? Didn't flop because I went saw Jim it. It flopped critically with Jim Carrey. But I I watched it too. And I, I watch watched it every Christmas. Yeah, yeah I have to. Yeah, I saw it opening night when it came out. Did you really? Yeah. I wanted to. I couldn't. Jim Carrey's my man. Yeah. I guess I have to pick Overlord. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have no I idea think, what this movie is. So I think. Yes. I think it'll be fun. It yeah, uh, looks like a zombie movie. Is well, it not really? really? It's a Nazi zombie movie, actually. Oh, okay. No, what? I know yeah. what it is. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I someone, vote yes. Some of my job offered Zombies, up. Nazis. Uh, offered an advanced ticket like advanced screening tickets to this like couple like a month a uh, month back and i was just like it was put on the slack channel and <laughs> me being just the terrible person i am i wasn't on slack that day i was like ah, i don't want to fucking just get random mess and then someone like tagged me and it was too late for me to grab tickets so it's too bad yeah it was a bummer you fucked up you'll be already have movie pass oh not for long Ooh, he's making the switch. Ooh, yeah. Um, interesting conversation for the next time. The girl in the spider spider's web does look interesting. Um, yeah, I just I'm just curious because I know that it was like a franchise. Is, is this continuation of the trilogy? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, they finished the original trilogy, right? Sounds cool. Yeah, I think this is like a like a uh, add on, like an offshoot. Or remember the girl with the dragon tattoo? Oh yeah. So yeah, this is yeah, like yeah. the three. Yeah, this is like I guess yeah, an additive. I, I like, believe, oh. Yeah, that's right. I thought. It, Trailer is very elaborate. To be honest with you, I'm over right? that whole franchise. I'm over that whole franchise. Right. To be honest, with I never, you. never, I never read the it. book. I, I tried to read the book, couldn't get into it. I don't know. Meh. I'm right. over it. it. Looks like next week we're uh, watching and reviewing Overlord. Man, this is the first time in a while that we've like agreed on a movie. I think every time we're just like, it's oh, not it's not really next. anything else. Yeah, there's nothing to pick from, really. Yeah, really. Oh, uh, yeah. Zombies. Okay, sure. There's Netflix stuff that there's you guys can pick. There's a movie com- coming out next week, actually. A what movie? Tay Diggs. <laughs> yeah, we can that watch is? that. Nope. Unbelievable. Tay Diggs is a well, handsome guy. If you lose the game, you'll, you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, you'll find out. you get a real quick lesson <laughs> in Tay Diggs. Yo, just who Tay Diggs is. 
Make sure. Um, Go easy on me. You guys want to <laughs> move into this topic? Yeah, sure. Yep. We're going to talk about musicians, artists that we believe should have a biopic. And hopefully we have some uh, compelling reasons why we feel that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas, would you like to go first since I think this was your idea? Whoa. Was it? I was, I think it was actually my idea. idea. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, you go first. Nice. Okay, Tappy. We were eating McDonald's and I was like, why don't you guys talk about... <laughs> Dude, his face. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't tell people Dude, on this podcast no I eat McDonald's. Like, he's just like... <laughs> Just like his eyes went, Tappy, they're not supposed to know. And there's no shame in my game, all right? He ate the McDonald's. Oh, man, we it. just got out of the he movie. He loves that shit. <laughs> it was sitting right there. It was cheap. They have the kiosk now where you don't have to talk to people. It's I a had very to do anti-social. It. Yeah, I mean, they're just making us worse people all together, right? <laughs> Attacking every part of who we are. Yeah. So, um. Who gets who gets a bio Tappy, go Tappy. first. No, I don't have anything uh, to be honest with you. Oh really? Let me uh, think about it. Come back around to I, me last. I guess I'll just jump I in. Jesus Christ. Go, go. I thought you were going Jesus first. I, I'll, I'll just jump in because there's like because this whole conversation about how the way like uh, uh about you know Bohemian Rhapsody and how it seemed kind of like kind of censored a little bit or just a little clean cut cookie cutter. Uh, maybe think of another biopic uh, called Control, uh, the story of Ian Curtis from Joy Division. Uh, and it made me think, I'm like, I would love to either see like a biopic either like on the clash or like, like a punk rock group or artist, but in the same vein you know as funny? control, you know, what's funny. I would like, before it, we came here, I said, what other punk rock, um, biopic has there been? And I couldn't think of not one. But, yeah. And that's the thing. I can't really think of one. Tom, can you I, think of one? I was asking him. I can't, but I think it would be good to have more representation in the birth of punk rock. Same. And that's what I mean. Like, yeah. it's like control. Have you guys seen it? No. no. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna put that on the list for you uh, because I think you actually really would enjoy it. Uh, it's a great film about Ian Curtis, and it's like it Hipster follows him. Movie. No, it really does. It, it follows his like his upbringing, and it deals with him in like his, like basically what he was going through, like in a rising band as joy division. And it just, you see a lot of his like very human moments. It wasn't like focused on like this, like glorification of like rock and roll lifestyle. It was just, it was kind of sad <laughs> the whole story all, all in all. And I feel like, I think if you went down that vein of really just kind of focusing on either one person in the band, or if you like, honestly, if you just focus on the band and just see that, like very gritty, very just like a little bit more edgier, Mm-hmm. Instead of being this cookie art, like imagine if someone like released like a Clash biopic now, probably someone in the same vein as like Bohemian Rhapsody it would be kind of cookie cutter, it would be a little censored. Imagine like just like an indie and like independent director just kind of comes through and just like makes like I'm making the Clash biopic yeah. and make it the way I want to make it. Make it like, like any punk glam rock, rock, any glam rock person well, would do that. And, th- and that's what I'm saying. Be, I feel like if you can do it in that same vein, just like really focus on like the people and like the straw. I don't know. I feel like. That's a great. I wish you guys watched Control so you have a better understanding of what I'm picturing in my head. Mm-hmm. But uh, this movie shot in black and white. Uh, it's Love that. yeah, so like up my alley. Yeah, so now you have a little bit of an idea of like what this is. But it just deals with him like trying to be a lead singer and like how the way his dad was to him like growing up and like it's. I think I think if we if you either pick any real punk rock band, like I feel like Cro-Mags is like. Something. Like what was the lead singer of uh, the Crow Mags, jo- John Joseph? Uh, he or Joe Joseph, and he's like, 
he has a book that he released like a couple of years ago and uh he talks about basically growing up in New York City, Lower East Side, fucking hanging out with just a whole bunch of junkies and just fucking living that like very hardcore lifestyle, being in prison. Like, imagine that. Like, that's an interesting story. And then eventually he kind of turns into a, 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 he gets into Hinduism and he becomes like a vegan and he kind of changes his whole lifestyle. Ugh. But like, if you, but if you follow his like starting point, it, it's it's super interesting. Like, like early days in New York. Imagine that. Why not, a, why not a Gigi Allen biopic? We need that. You need that? Yeah. So that's that's what I'm thinking. I feel like we don't get enough like punk rock or like a little bit more edgier fucking biopics. Like like just and like glamorize like the dirty, shitty, like <laughs> either early New York or like even just like that London scene or just like anywhere really. Yeah, kind of kind of set it in like the birth of punk rock. There's gotta be something out there. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I was looking up online. I'm like, is there any like real punk rock? I was looking up to see if there's like if anyone's even starting to develop like a Clash biopic, and no one, not even anything. Even like pick a band that's not huge. No, that'd be really weird, wouldn't it? Like a fucking just like really just underground artist. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It depends. So yeah, that's that's my that's that's kind of where my brain went. I feel like Control was like a really good example of like a story about an artist. And like his struggle. His struggle. Hey, Thomas, you got anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got one. It's very obvious. If you know me, if you don't know me, here it is. It's Frank Zappa. And the reason why. Now, here's why, though. Hear me out. This isn't a cop-out pick. Um, so, Frank Zappa, if you don't know, he's a v- almost like he surpasses the word eccentric uh, musician and artist. Um, basically he was like the, in my eyes, this is my opinion, but his musical intellect was almost rising and soaring above all these other bands. And that includes just all of them, like Queen included. Um, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a douchebag here, but musically and, and like achievement wise, it's just that his shit wasn't like the best for radio. You know, um, so basically what I like about Frank Zappa is I think it's a story that needs to be told because like Harvey said, you could take Bohemian Rhapsody and replace it with another rock and roll band and it would almost fit like a glove. You just have to switch around some characters arcs, right? Uh, however, with Frank Zappa, you could never do that. Um, that would not work. You would have to actually make a nice character study about one person. Because Frank Zappa had many bands, um, and his band was his. He was never part of a band. Um, he was very much the conductor of everything, like control freak to the max. Uh, he never did any drugs. Um, so that's another interesting, like, tidbit, you know? Like, he would let his band members do drugs, but if they were, like, recording an album or, or something, it was not allowed. No drugs in the studio, no nothing. You're going to stay sober, and you're going to play the exact notes that I fucking tell you to, to play. Oh, man. It sounds so boring. Um, but I think it would be awesome because knowing Frank Zappa and his like music stuff and just seeing that in sound. Right. The tricky part is Frank Zappa's voice and image is so much him 
that, that nose. It's it's very hard to that pull Zappa off. That nose. Think. You can't just like I feel like with a lot of these like British rock bands, you could just put a wig and some prosthetics on a guy with a British accent. It works. But Frank Zappa is like this creature. He's he's tall. He's got some very. Just call your idol a creature. Dude, he was like tall as fuck. He's like the weirdest face structure, most defined mustache and nose, and like it would take some hell of a prosthetics for this. And not to mention his voice was so. It's it was like an enigma. It was like so pronounced. Can like, you? Uh, I have a request. What's up? Give me your best Frank Zappa impression. <laughs> and that's a, I, I, that's, I can't that's do a, it, man. I'm, that's, that's so. This is why it's so hard. Mm. Just look up Frank Zappa, everybody. Yeah. Look Welcome him up. to the... There we go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> American politics. And this, like, I don't know. Everyone's trying to be... Why do you sound this like a surfer? So <laughs> you made Frank Zappa sound like he was wearing a puka necklace. No. Oh, man. Puka shell necklace. Yeah. He kind of had like a... Yeah. But anyways, the, man, the man's a fucking genius. And I think um, Alex, uh, whatever his name is from Bill and Ted, is trying to get this documentary about him off the ground. Uh, I have not heard a fucking peep, even though I think I down, uh, donated five bucks to it like two years ago. <laughs> should probably check Take on that. Well. <laughs> should check <laughs> Money on that. well spent. Yeah, I need to check on that. You need to give me that fucking documentary right now. But I think, um, you know, I, people give me a lot of shit for like, oh, Zappa. Oh, you always talk about Zappa because he's this weird musician. My dad, I used to show my dad Zappa because my dad knew about him all growing up. He was always the fucking weirdo that nobody listened to. Um, but there are things like like John Lennon said, uh, I may be popular, but he's the real thing. We got two uh, That was Australian. That was an Australian accent. <laughs> All right. Well, either way, John Lennon said, I may be popular, but he's the real thing. Basically, John, oh, man, Lennon, John Lennon was like, he, he stepped outside the pop culture and looked out. He's like, holy fuck, that guy's a fucking genius. That guy could outplay us any day. Um, but yeah, Frank Zappa defied... Every law of music, and I think it. I think people need to see a I, movie about a musician who would who would not fit the mold. You that know all what? These other bands. I don't fit. know why, but I just picture. I'm just picturing Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> no, I don't know why. I'm just I don't picturing. Think so can can we get him on this? Let me type in um, Frank Zappa biopic and see if like any like uh, recommendations it's been released. <laughs> <laughs> no, most certainly has. He's directed movies himself, and he's also done uh, stu- ridiculous movies but um, you know he's, al- he's also conducted orchestras and you got shit. me interested tom i'll check this out when it comes out <laughs> whenever it, it might come it out. may never come out because apparently the zappa family trust is like a vault that nobody can open like can that. we yeah. get can You're we very private can you i want you to make it lady gaga that? bought his house though oh really yeah one of his famous houses where a lot of shit went down Drugs in the hills. No, he didn't do drugs. I'm oh. talking just crazy experiments with music and shit. <laughs> um, Harvey. Harvey. You want me to go? Yeah. Moby. Uh, <clears throat> Moby. I don't know anything about Moby. If I'm honest, I Maybe like. That's Moby why we for need. Yeah, part. I mean, that's. I think that's why we need a biopic <laughs> <laughs> because no one knows who this. Yeah, I can't. Person is. I can't really support that choice if I'm honest. Really. Well, like I have no, I have no context in which to support it or. Or or information about Moby. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, most. That's the greatest answer. Just like you know, listen, who, man. You know I cannot, I, can or cannot deny that at all. You know who I could tell you about oh. though? Tay Diggs. No. Uh, submit. <laughs> all right, this is gonna be this is gonna be a, a, a weird pick, but I think um, if I'm you, excited. If you know me and know what I care about, it makes sense. It would be it would be Trick Daddy. 
Oh my god. Trick Daddy is a is a rapper from uh Nothing surprising from Miami, anymore. Florida. Uh it's Trick Daddy because there aren't too many rappers spe- specifically that come from South Florida that have kind of that have like the legendary like f- status that he does. There's like him and like JT Money and like Uncle Luke. Mm-hmm. Um but Trick Daddy I think is definitely the most uh household name of of those people. Um I, Are you okay over there? I'm, you seem I'm really sorry. distraught. I, I just want to interrupt. It did the, come out. The guy, no, it didn't come out. Of course not. Seen it. <laughs> well, no, but this is what everyone's saying. Who should play him? The guy ah, from System of a Down. Down. I can oh see my God, that. I can should see play that. Frank Zappa. I can, I can and see I see that. it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, uh, he's Armenian. What's his name? Serge? Serge Tankian? Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways. Um, yeah. This is like a story that I've wanted to tell for for a while. Just um, do you want to direct it? No, I don't want to tell. I don't want to direct it. I just want a, a story about uh, about young people in South Florida growing up and doing great things, cool things. I think Trick Daddy would be very interesting because I like. I don't know. I'm really connected, or at least um, not physically anymore, but really connected to. Uh, like the people of South Florida and the music and the culture down there, it's something that I love and that I've always appreciated. And I think it's a story that I I've never gotten before. We've gotten um, we always get East Coast West Coast. Yeah, uh, yeah. we've we've always gotten like movies like Men's Society and uh, Boys in the Hood, like Juice movies that that depict specifically like black culture and black young culture and in, in different cities and. And uh, I don't think there's many, many from Florida or many from the South ATL? for that matter. And I'd like to see that a- ATL. ATL. ATL is like okay, but it's that's that's not a great movie, and it's it's really like comical. Yeah. Oh really? Way. Where was um, Baby Boy taking place? Baby Boy is is Watts. That's in uh, in California. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Real quick, Harvey, have you watched Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix? No. You should. It's one of the best put together docu series I've ever seen. Yeah, you appreciate it. I think and they like they it. go in yeah. depth in Florida, oh, yeah. and they also go in depth in Houston with the Ghetto Boys. They go with Nas in New York, Wu Tang. They have like episodes dedicated. Yeah, DJ Luke makes an appearance. It's so yeah. rich. That would be interesting. It's yeah. very. I love it. And you Trick Daddy does it. make an appearance in this. Oh, I think yeah. I told you about that. Yeah, Trick Daddy makes an appearance. In this. It was good to see him. I re- if you like hip hop in the slightest, um, I recommend this to anyone. It's so well made. Well, yeah. Um, I guess what what I want more than anything is that movie, and if I have to tell Trick Daddy's story to do it, I think that would be great. Because <laughs> I love Trick Daddy too. Um, yeah, that's about it. Did you come up with something, Tappy? Um, Britney I Spears. I didn't think. Yeah, I want that was a little. Spears. That was a little generalization of mine. No, I feel like it would, it would be like it would be like that was, uh, that, was like the, that was the first pop story that popped in my head. That's why I said it. I think it'd be a good uh, movie. I'd watch that. The evolution of the boy for- bands. Yeah, the formation of like Backstreet Boys and how they rivaled with all the other All boys. that 90s. Uh, I'd rather well, get a Britney Spears. There, uh, was, there, there is one around that same era I was thinking about, the same 90s era. And it's actually, I would love to have our Kurt Cobain biopic. Um, Wait a sec. There's not one. I looked it up. I swear there one there's one. There's a documentary. Oh, there's that one documentary. The Gus Van Sant? Yeah. But... Is that Gus Van Sant? Yeah, that's a weird name. Yeah. yeah. But, I, yeah, it was, a, it was just a book. Heck. Yeah. So. Something heck. I was watching a Netflix, like, show about the 90s, and I remember, like, thinking about Kurt Cobain, and he comes up, and 
I think he lived like a very short and tragic life as, as far as like his addiction and how he died by gunshot. Like he shot himself in the head. Yeah. Yeah. So it like to me, it was kind of like I not to sound very like, like bad. It's like the seeing that downward spiral of an artist that, that we all know that happens. I think Kurt Cobain was kind of the epitome in the 90s of a lot of people who realized that depression was a real thing. Like, and addiction was a real thing um, to somebody young. He died, how old was he? 27? Yeah. 27, 28 yeah, or something like that. 27. Yeah. There is a... There is a movie. Yeah, The Last movie? Days. It's not, it's not a biopic. No, I mean, like, there was, like, a whole, like, narrative. The, yeah, the yeah. character is parallels, like, uh, Kurt Cobain, but it's not Kurt, Co- Kurt Cobain. His, his name is Blake, Blake something. Oh. And it stars Michael Pitt. Oh, Okay. Asia Argento is in it too. Oh. There's also this movie called Soaked in Bleach that says it's a documentary, but the actors have actor names. Yeah, I looked some things names. up and nothing came up for Kurt Cobain as like, the look, main. It says like Tyler Bryan plays Kurt Cobain in this movie. It must be a reenactment documentary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I want a whole narrative, like, just yeah. like in depth about his depression, that was his 20, rise to frame, fame. 27, yeah. yeah. That's when he died. Yeah, 27. So did Amy well, Winehouse. Yeah, 27 Jimmy Club. Hendrix. Yeah. Mac Miller. Mac Miller came close, actually. Yeah. Jim Morrison. Are you just naming all people that died? That's not good. Let's not do that. <laughs> 27 when they died. That's sad. But yeah, I would love Kurt Cobain and a more in-depth, like, gritty, like, that culture of him, like, rising to fame of all, like, what was his alternative rock? Whatever. Grunge. 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 Yeah, grunge. Of grunge. Like, same thing like you said, like, punk and everything, like, that era of, Seattle like, the scene. 90s. Like Seattle nineties. I don't like, think that the era of the nineties really come up in a lot of movies lately. It, that grunge part, I don't know if that comes up. I a think lot. I think re- Reality uh, Bites. I think is a good depiction of then, like that it, lost generation of like basically a lot of twenty somethings not knowing what to do with their life, right? And being a little bit not outcast, but just trying. But he became like the poster boy of like that, that era. Scene. Yeah, and it's interesting because like it, it's a it's a definite like example, or at least the first time me growing up and noticing that where the music scene was just like we're gonna take like a very very like niche thing like grunge was a seattle thing not much people were into the grunge scene right. and they basically popularized it and make it this trendy thing that everyone started following suit mm-hmm. uh i don't know yeah that could definitely be interesting just yeah. to like capture that era i mean if like, it was punk it would have been rancid but you know that was just me yeah can you imagine rancid having a biopic though i, I mean tim, it's possible i, I, I want to hear tim armstrong speak like who's gonna do his voice? Like how is it? Gonna, how is that gonna be pulled off? Down on the streets of Venice, <laughs> dude. Oh god, man! Three impressions today. I feel great. Addition them out. You want more? Yeah, That's give not me one more. Bruce, one more. Bruce, Bruce. do Bruce. No, don't do it. Please, I can't do it. Oh, Bruce is too. Uh, <laughs> they're, ex- they're exploiting you. Yeah. Bruce has that weird like Southern New Jersey accent that I could never I, do. I was toying with the idea of Bruce, but then, you know. But no, I think they'll be uh, grunge. Think, grunge would be in my eyes would be good with Kurt Cobain I, I and think, that, like that. He was like the epitome of that era in the nineties. Why we didn't pick like a, a wholesome musician? Like, like none Bruce? of us picked like someone like wholesome and like probably didn't live live a, that crazy of a lifestyle. Oh, Shania because, Twain. Because Shania it wouldn't Twain. look good on film. <laughs> it's just like just them just chilling. Yeah, that's out. what I said earlier. Bruce Springsteen, I love him, my hero, fucking greatest song American songwriter. He's just driving his pickup truck. But it's I don't he, think he owned a fucking pickup. Yeah, Relax. I kind, of, I kind of feel like he's he not did. fucking goddamn Blake Shelton. I mean, come on, Blake who? 
He's a fucking small. <laughs> he's a small town New Jersey kid. All right. They, you don't think they've drive pickup trucks in New Jersey? It's just he didn't live in. He lived in like a tiny little house in a suburb. I feel like, like he he definitely worked construction. He gives off I the think construction. He might have worked in a factory or something. Oh. But he gives that vibe. You gotta understand that he he became famous. Well, he made his first album very young. How young? Like twenty one or something. You know, I was listening to him uh, like a while back. It's great, right? It was pretty good. You guys ready to? Uh, <laughs> you guys ready to play the game? How are we doing this game? Uh, like we always do. We roll the dice and see what happens. Yeah, we're missing someone. So, what do you mean? So that's a factor. I mean, I think we just live well, our lives. I don't think. Like ta- I think. Can I, I pick a movie? I don't think Tappy plays all. It's my turn to pick a movie. Damn, oh, Harvey's just like, I'm not giving that well, shit at all. It's always between you three, then. Well, right. it's between these two. Oh yeah. All right. I mean, normally, what happens is like the guess will. Well, I lost. There we go. Is that yeah, that's a one. I don't want. I don't want to deprive so, Harvey of his. Uh, don't you? You don't even have to roll. Yeah, you yeah. really don't have to roll. You. We it, can. I can. I can get my turn next week if you want to. No, if you want to pick a movie. Nah, it'll just offset everything. Yeah. So let's just let you pick. I was so confident I'm I was going to get a twelve that the one really just like <laughs> took the wind out of my sails. So we're we're playing um, Get Wrecked right now. Um, this is the game where we can uh, I re-roll. No, fuck. <laughs> where we roll the uh, die. Oh, Harvey's, Harvey's uh, Harvey uh, is the winner. He lost last week, so he gets to. Uh, I, I worded that wrong, but he gets to choose who watches the movie this week. Um, whoever will rolls the lowest number. Here we go. Ten. Looks like you lost, Steve. I mean, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> Why is that interesting? I don't know. What are you up to? This. I'm trying to think. Are you looking up Tay Dig movies? Tay Dig movies? No. I'm not going to give him a Tay Dig movie. That's, that's for Thomas alone. Thomas has to walk that path. <laughs> give, him a, give him a Bruce Springsteen movie. <laughs> There's a documentary called uh, Wings for Wheels by Bruce. I bet you that's watched it. That's a bad it. name. It's not a bad name because it has a lot of meaning in his lyrics. <laughs> Um, all right, I got a movie for you. Christ, that was fast. Gonna happen. Yeah, Harvey's been waiting for this. Oh, really? It's, it's, uh, Better give me something good. <laughs> I, 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 I was thinking about, I was thinking about fl- Florida movies, and um, oh man, all right. I figured I'd give, me, give you a uh, give me something good. A Florida movie. It's uh, Larry Clark's Bully, starring uh, Brad Renfro. Bully? Have they seen that? Probably not. I don't know. I doubt it. Has uh, Brad Renfro and Nick Stahl on it. It's um, actually a true story. It's based on a true story about this guy that was. Uh, I'll just let you figure it out. It's a true event that happened in 1993 or something like that. Hey uh, man, this looks sad. I don't know if I want to do this. Well, it's an. I think it's an an interesting watch, and I think you'll get something out of it. Will I cry? At least. Will you cry? Um, I don't think. I don't think you would. Okay, that's all that matters. Yeah. All right, I'll watch it. Okay. You don't got a choice. <laughs> yeah, you don't got a choice. <laughs> well, apparently some of us do have choices here. Some yeah, people decide not to true. watch it at all. That is true. You could easily do You that. know what's funny? I think I'm the only person who hasn't missed... I actually am the only person who hasn't missed uh, watching a movie on oh, Get really? Wrecked. Yeah. Are you sure about that? I am. Okay. Almost 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think it's uh, I think it's been fun, right? We had a yeah. nice time. Thank you for having me on again. Um, yeah, it was a pretty You're good time. You're always welcome. 
You're always welcome when someone's not here. I'm the substitute teacher. (laughs) It was like, yo, we need someone. Fill a gap. Yeah, so I got my. You have to fill pen, your, you to fill your woman quota. You know? That's true. No, it's fill that woman quota. Well, yeah, this is a very. Um, it's a lot of overly masculine. Yeah. Yeah, we got to break it up a little bit. Sprinkle a little, uh, you know, estrogen on the mix. Yeah, sounds yeah. gross now. Yeah, that's that is disgusting. <laughs> Please check us out on social media. <laughs> on that uh, note. Maybe, some, the right maybe a little placenta, too. All right. Yeah, that's enough. Oh, I guess so. Uh, yeah, it was a great <laughs> episode, guys. We need to wrap this up. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it easier for them to hit stop and, and go to work. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is a lot of right, I, I got to get to work. I got to stop fucking playing around. We got an Instagram, do the right film underscore podcast. Do we, um, got, a, do we got a a website? We do have a website, do the right film.com. You can listen to the episodes there. You can also leave us a message. Tell us what you like and do not like about the show. Um, tell us it? if Thomas is a gross individual and we should keep him from people. I mean, we kind of already do tell already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and also, it would be great if you could leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. That'd be great. Yeah. It's I like to hear fun. people's thoughts and feelings. Let, let, let us know. Let your boys know. What we need to Give it to me. Can I say this? Can I say this? Yon you know what? Yeah. Yeah, you go for it. Y'all need catchphrase.